In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm here sitting in the airport in Detroit, and I'm joined with Connor Rogers from Stick to Football. Connor, how are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. What's going on? Good, mate. Where in the world are you? Are you in New York? I am in New City here at the Bleacher Report offices right now. Awesome. And uh, I hear you're coming to London soon. Yeah, that would be correct. We will be, for Stick to Football, stopping at London for the tailgate tour for Rams-Bengals at the end of October. Awesome. Well, let's talk about that later on. First of all, I'm going to ask you, you had Nick Chubb on your show recently. What were the head highlights of Nick? Oh, Nick was great. I mean, it was really cool to talk to him about what was an awesome rookie season for him. Obviously, uh, we asked him about his dynamic with a lot of different, you know, that star talent in Cleveland. The first one being Baker Mayfield. And it was funny. Uh, he said the last time I saw Baker, you know, after we beat him in college, he was pretty much crying. So he said it was kind of funny and awkward at the same time when they were roommates together when they got to their first, uh, you know, camp there with Browns. It was Baker. He absolutely loves them. Those two have a great relationship. So asked him about, you know, what it's like being coached by Freddie Kitchens now because Nick was in that back's room with him with Freddie last year before he took over the offense. And uh, Freddie just ribs him all the time about, you know, he didn't go to Alabama, that he went to Georgia. He said better in high school, he would have got offered by Alabama and not have to go to Georgia. So they have a great relationship. It's pretty clear to see that Nick is the perfect locker room guy there. I think not only is he a tremendously talented player, but I think he just meshes so well with everyone and he's so well respected for the type of talent and type of worker he is, more importantly. So it, it was pretty awesome talking to Nick and I just think he's a perfect fit there. Yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a great guy. And I was going to ask you, what's your view on uh, Duke Johnson at the moment? Yeah, it's a tough situation for Duke. I understand both sides of it because I think Duke is a very talented player, specifically pass catching kind of third down back, and he has not gotten the touches he'd hoped for in Cleveland. It's clearly not getting any better, and he, he got a contract extension, but he, he doesn't plan to be a part of that offense now that they added Kareem Hunt, obviously, there. He's he's kind of been the odd man out recently, and obviously with Nick there, and there's just so many different factors involved in it, so – it's tough for Duke. I understand his frustration. You no, know, Cleveland uh, had been interested and still are interested in trading him for quite some time. I think those rumors leaked out, and then eventually Nick Chubb asked for it to get done. So, like, he asked for a trade, and they wanted to trade him. They wanted to move him before that. So, hopefully it gets done for both sides because I think Cleveland, as you heard from Baker Mayfield's comments, they kind of want everyone that's there to be all in. And I think, to be fair to Duke, He's somebody that wants a fresh start somewhere where he'll be, you know, one of the focal points of the offense. Yeah, any any teams? I was thinking maybe like the Eagles, but any other teams you think that would be a good match for Duke? Yeah, but I thought before the Jets signed Ty Montgomery, I thought he'd been a really good counterpart for Le'Veon because you don't want to run Le'Veon into the ground after 
being a year away from football, and Adam Gasol liked to use two running backs. But they signed Ty Umrey. All these teams really drafted a ton of running backs too, so it's tough. The Eagles, like you said, would have made a lot of sense. Now they drafted Miles Sanders, who can be a very good pass catching back in that offense, I believe. But And they have Jordan Howard there too now, so that's a lot of mouths to feed in one backfield. So I think when you look at Duke, it, obviously you'd like to get the trade done now, but it almost feels like we're going to have to wait maybe for some kind of camp injury, a team that loses one of their running backs and then makes the call and gives up probably something like a sixth-round pick for them. On paper, it looks like the Browns have got an awesome running back room. You've got Duke Johnson, Chubb, Hunt, and Hilliard, who's having a great um, uh, OTA at the moment. But with Duke Johnson, maybe his head's not in the game or for Cleveland – and Hunt not playing to week nine, they actually the running back room's quite light going into the first uh, half of the season. Yeah, it's interesting when you look at it because you would think with Hunt's suspension that you know Duke would have some kind of role with this team, and, and maybe they catch lightning in a bottle with you know one of the guys that are essentially there as a tryout as the fourth guy there getting the third team kind of reps. Uh, it's going to be interesting for Cleveland. And, and running back's interesting because so many guys get cut each year in camps that you could sign someone off the street and he could essentially, at times, handle starting reps. So it's not a concern for me right now, but it's something to keep an eye on. Yeah. Uh, did you um, did you see OBJ's uh, press conference yesterday? Yes, I thought, it, you know, it's been a really good start for OBJ. Obviously, is trying his best to get to know everybody in that locker room, including the coaching staff as well. I know people were frustrated about his, uh, you know, in and outs of OTAs. But when it comes down to OBJ, he's somebody that he's going to show up when he has to, and he's going to train really hard as well. And I think he was so well-respected in the Giants locker room. I think that will quickly happen the same with the Browns. Yeah, it's quite interesting. He said yesterday that he's never fallen out with a teammate. So um, um, I wonder if that's true, number one. But, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to know what the dynamics are like in that Brown straight, uh, dressing room. Yeah, with OBJ as well. I think he's somebody that he has a great relationship with all of his teammates. I think the problem is the cameras are on him so often that something as normal as a side spat, which happens in every single level of athletics in any sport, um, you know, gets blown out of proportion often, and it, it happened a lot in New York. It happens with New York athletes all the time, and sometimes it's unfair, sometimes it's not. And I think well, it was unfair more often than not. I was a big Odell supporter while he was here in New York. I think he's a special player, and I think he really does want to win games. So, uh, you know, when I look at his situation, I hope that a place like Cleveland will be a really good start for him. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a great uh, season, hopefully, for the Browns. Where, where do you see the Browns' strengths and weaknesses uh, going into uh, this season? Well, I think the strengths, the obvious for me, is that defensive line and the offensive skill talent. You go back to somebody that you and I talked about at the top of this show, Nick Chavis on Stick to Football. Uh, he's a phenomenal running back. And, of course, when Hunt comes back, he's a talented player. Uh, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, you know, what are we going to get from David Njoku this year? They have a lot of pass-catching, high-end talents there in that offense, guys that can run the ball. Baker Mayfield is phenomenal. You know, he really has a strong rookie season, and, and the defensive line is so complete. You talk about adding Olivier Vernon. You have Larry Ogunjobi. Miles Garrett might be the best young pass rusher in football. I love that group, and, and I think they could really wreak havoc 
up and get uphill and, and get to the quarterback, which is so important. But you look at, the, you know, the one question mark I have with this team right now is the offensive line. I'm curious to see the departure of a guy like Kevin Zietler on the interior, how that affects things. Can Austin Corbett step in and a reliable player? How is Greg Robinson? How are the tackles going to play? I know they've moved on from Desmond Harrison, some serious work ethic concerns there. So now offensive line depth is a problem. And I'm just fascinated to see, you know, uh, did they did they see something different in this unit that other people don't? I think it's hard to replace elite guard play and something they're going to have to do right now. From a Browns uh, fan's view, is we've got quite a lot of depth at the O-line. My concern is depth for uh, defensive tackle behind um, Richardson and uh, Okajobi. There's, there's Coley and there's maybe yep. Billy Price, but that's it really. So that, that that's my main area of concern. And working out where the uh, linebackers, we've obviously drafted two linebackers. We've got Schobert and Kurtzy. You know, um, how that, how's that linebacker room going to actually look? So they're my uh, two areas of concern. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think it could, it could be a group that could be thin pretty quickly. It was interesting that they were, you know, they were in on the Gerald McCoy uh, race, you know, to say. and I think it would have been a nice landing spot. I, obviously, Gerald was going where the money was going. I can completely understand that. I think Carolina is a good landing spot for him, but it, it would have been an over uh, abundant amount of talent there if they could have landed him. Excellent. And uh, yeah, my last thing I was going to say to you, I see on Twitter you're coming to London. Tell us about your trip that you've got planned so far. Oh, we can't wait. Well, at Bleacher Report, we have an office in London. The guys that everything VR football related. So we're going to come out there, stick to football. Me, Matt Mill, and the Lefko show, Adam Lefko will be out there with us. And we're going to do a crossover with our guys that run VR football in London. We're going to do an event for all the UK football fans, American football fans. Uh, you know, we're hoping to have something at a bar or some kind of tailgate type atmosphere for the game. And it's going to be electric. We've never done the tailgate tour out of the country before. So this will be a first. Uh, we have some loyal and fantastic. UK and, and really overall Euro listeners of the show that have messaged us. The feedback has been amazing on that. I can't wait to get everyone out there to meet everyone, to hang out with everyone, talk football, watch football. It's going to be a blast and it's, it's really going to be a special trip for us. Awesome. Do you know how much time you're actually going to be in London for? Uh, not officially at least weekend, but we're hoping something like a, like a Friday to Tuesday kind of yeah, I often fly over the uh, Atlantic, so my advice to you would be uh, short, and, short and sharp uh, and just stay with your time zones back at home and you should be fine. So for you, that means staying out as late as you possibly can each night. So uh, that could be a good thing. Yeah, which won't be a problem for us. I can promise you that. <laughs> awesome. And uh, just to tell you about the tailgate in the UK, it's really different to the tailgate in America. Um, the official tailgating at the stadiums is nothing like in America. It's, um, it's very organized and very structured. So uh, I would strongly recommend maybe getting a bar or, uh, yeah, uh, planning something. Uh, yeah. even, even in a park would be better than uh, the uh, official organized tailgating stuff that uh, they do. Yeah, I think that's great to know for us because I think doing something in a pub will be much more efficient for us, especially the kind of turnout we're going to have. So I think just getting everyone in one organized location that's uh, serving the alcohol and 
you know, we can kind of control everything will be much better. So we're looking forward to, we're going to have really structured plans laid out to everyone in a, in a month or two, hopefully. And, and we'll get that out to the fan base. Awesome. So I think that weekend I'm flying out to the Browns versus pa- uh, Patriots, but I will try my hardest and help you with uh, anything I can. And maybe we can do a, a beer if you fly in Thursday or Friday. We definitely will have to do that. Paul, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it, man. All right, awesome. All right, Connor. Well, do you want to tell everyone where they can find your details? Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, the at Stick to Football, we're right on the Bleacher Report Podcast Network and my account at Connor J. Rogers. So you could find everything there, Tailgate Tour related. You could tweet at us, listen to the show, wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, all of that. It's really going to be awesome. We're really excited about it. All right, awesome. Well, Connor, thank you very much for your time. And uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing you in London. No problem. Thanks, Paul. Have a good one.